1: On this special episode of Narcissist Apocalypse, we have my old pal Melissa back for volume two of our Letters to My Narcissist series of episodes. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll even get goosebumps. Prepare to be impacted. Before we get to our special episode with Melissa, I just want to thank everyone in the Narcissist Apocalypse community for listening to the show and sharing your thoughts by email, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our Facebook group is really something these days. We've been helping a lot of people inside. Everyone's listening and sharing. It's been a great place to hang out and share information and feel less alone. So if you want to be part of that group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash Narcissist Apocalypse. Join the the press the join button and answer our questions, and away you'll go. You'll, you'll be part of our group. Also, for you folks out there, if you have not left us a review, whatever podcast service you are using, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, leave us a five-star written review if, it, if you can. It helps us out a lot. If you can't do a written review, just do a regular five-star review by clicking the button. And once again, I have to put a bit of a moratorium on doing recordings because my vetting call and recording call schedule is pretty booked right now. But if you still want to send me your story, please do so at NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com. I will do my best to respond to you as quick as I can. Uh, Not everyone makes it onto the show, just so everyone knows that. And I will get back to you as quick as I can. However, the quickest way to get onto our show is by being a part of our Letters to Our Narcissist episode such as the one today. So to be on volume three, send us your voicemail. You go to our website. It's at NarcissistApocalypse.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see a floating button that says send voicemail. You press that button. It records up to five minutes. And if you need one try, two tries, three tries, or more, just record as much as you can. I'll stitch all of it together for a volume three when we do that episode. And you'll find out today how impactful this type of episode is, and I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more recordings to do these episodes going forward. So again, if you want to record, go to NarcissistApocalypse.com. The button is on the right side of the page. However, if you don't want to read it yourself and you want myself or Melissa to read your letter for you, just send it to NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com and put in the subject line letters to a narcissist and we'll read it on our next volume of this type of episode. And before we start this episode, let me just say that there is a trigger warning this week, and there is discussion of sexual assault, there's strong language, and just if anyone might object to this, if this episode might not be for them, you know, this episode has an ebbs and flows of seriousness and and lightheartedness, so just to warn you all that for the letters, specifically the first letter, uh, if something along the lines, especially when it comes to sexual assault – Uh, childhood abuse as well, you might not want to hear it, then skip over letter one and then go on from there. And now with that out of the way, I'm getting out of my own way. Here is our Letters to a Narcissist volume two, and I'll check back in with you when it's all over. Thank you for everyone who is tuning into this special Letters to the Narcissist episode volume two with me. It's my old pal, Melissa. Hello, everyone. Oh, look at you. You're here. (laughs) I'm here. Last time I made it out to Hamilton, this time you are here. Is this my kitchen slash dining room? (laughs) Yeah. Something along those lines. A little messy? It's too messy here?
0: (laughs) No, it's fine. Okay. I was very concerned.
1: You should have seen it before you got here. Really? Yeah. Um, That scares you. So... This is the letters to narcissist episode. In this one, we're gonna have some letters. We're gonna have some poetry that we're gonna read. Uh, letters that some that are written uh, that were that we're gonna read, and then there are ones that you people sent in and did voice recording. I see you people.
0: <laughs> I was like, "What is he saying? You people? <laughs> you
1: people.
0: <laughs> Way to alienate the audience there." Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and <laughs> oh, <that was> good. <laughs> um, I can't stop. <laughs> so, so whew. um, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? And then we'll also have someone sent in. I guess a little snippet about their life and and their relationship with their nurses. It's not a letter, it's just kind of like a story. And I thought. You know the person was pretty infectious, and they did a voicemail recording, so we might as well put it on. And uh, if for some reason uh, I say this right now and you don't hear it later in the episode, that means the person didn't want me to actually put it on, and I took it off beforehand. So hopefully,
0: hopefully you people don't mind that. <laughs>
1: Oh zing, oh, zing, zing, zing! As you can tell, the letter this episode is—how should we put it—a little um,
0: more light-hearted, lighthearted than last, last even, time. Uh,
1: well, wait until you hear some of these things, then then, then it won't yeah. be. But then, then you got all depressed on me. <laughs> so before we even begin, what's going on in your life?
0: Uh, I I think I'm probably doing a lot better than the last time we recorded (laughs) a letter. The last time we recorded the letters, I read my own letter. Yeah. And it was uh, pretty spicy,
1: that letter. People, I got emails from people saying that they wish you uh, went the whole way through.
0: Oh, it was really nasty and very detailed. I kind of wish that I did too. I think that the anger was still very much there so I couldn't I wanted to be a little detached when I read it and I wasn't. Now I could probably do it but Okay. I, maybe maybe we'll say that for next time.
1: Oh you're gonna do you're gonna do a full read through.
0: I I don't know. If, if people want me to I could do that. But no I'm doing good. I'm I'm doing better. I'm slowly healing, you know, from this whole process. It's been three years ish. Actually three years in October, and I was just talking to Chad about how I still talk to this person occasionally, but how his messages are hoovering attempts and how I just need to probably not respond.
1: For everyone who's listening, you people, <laughs> I was just making up different uh, scenarios of different types of hoovers and <laughs> melissa's like oh my god
0: <laughs> he did that one he
1: did that one
0: yeah oh uh hey this what was it like
1: the <laughs> the, the hoover that i was giving you was uh
0: pretending that you're somebody and else and like
1: hey, hey rod <laughs> Uh, what's going on? We should go to that movie on the weekend. And then you text back, this isn't Rod. This is Melissa. And then, you know, it oh, turns so out. Oh, sorry so about s- that. You
0: know. Oh, no. You know what it was? What? It was. Oh, I think it had something to do with our landlord. And he's like, oh, sorry. I keep telling him not to message you. And he just keeps messaging you. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know that you've told him to stop. This is just your way of continuing to pester me. I don't know. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, 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 those, it's those, those creepy, you know, hoovering attempts. But I fall for them. I do.
1: Yeah, but... You, you, you know, you don't go too deep into it. It's not like no. It's I not don't like this person is in your life.
0: No, 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 he's not. So, so how are how are you doing?
1: Well, first, how do you like my look?
0: <laughs> your beard? Yeah. How do you it's like gray. my beard? Yeah. It's, it's gray.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've grayed this yeah. year. You, all the stress and.
1: Do you know what? I, I, this is called laziness.
0: <laughs> no, it looks good, actually. I just thought you were going for it.
1: Oh, no. Would you like to know really what happened? <laughs> yes. My sink over there that you just used. I've been trying to fix it because it hasn't been draining properly, so oh, I, I no. haven't shaved, but I didn't want to call anyone because I'm cheap. <laughs> and uh, I just got it under control. As you notice at the top, I, I've gone in oh, there. Oh, yeah.
0: It seemed fine to me. Yeah.
1: So anyway. <laughs> Well, I will, now I,
0: everybody knows all about that. I
1: will shave tomorrow, but if I took off my my hat, you'd be like, "That doesn't fit because I've got no hair up top." <laughs> it's a real, real strange look. Oh, it's great. So, uh, how have I been? I've just been busy. I've been doing the show, and uh that's all I've been been doing. Talking, so, to, talking to,
0: talking the, to you people. Talking to you
1: people and that will this be a running theme will people get upset with this or should we just start right now people will probably like get on with it (laughs) i like these episodes because oh this is before we begin actually sorry everyone
2: (laughs) we're really rough i was out with with my i I was out (laughs)
1: with my old friends uh like a few days ago and uh Two of them had no idea. I hadn't seen them in five months. And then two of them had no idea what I've been up to. Yeah. So they asked for the the show and I'm like, you know, it's going to be boring to you. You don't want to listen to it. And they're like, no, no, we want to listen to it. We really, really are very curious of what you've been up to. So they listened and they said, that's not you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, that voice that you're using, that's not your voice. When you were laughing, we were like, oh, that's him. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you saying? Like, I can't be a serious individual. I can't, you know, whatever. They're just like, well, we're so, you're just way too focused. Usually like you're like scattered or, you know.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Just like,
1: like I'm more of like, I'm just more controlled here. And, uh.
0: That's a good thing, though, isn't that like a compliment?
1: Well, I well, I worked hard on not saying ums and ahs yes. and, and everything along those lines. I've I worked on trying to be a better host, and part of that is trying to control myself and slow myself down. And
0: I noticed that because I've gone back and listened to earlier episodes again, and it's like night and day.
1: Oh. It
0: really is. Your beginning, there was like a nervous energy, and now you're very like you're like you said slow.
1: I just know. I'm an I'm an old hat these days. I'm an old pro. <laughs>
0: Whereas like me over here, I'm just. <laughs> Well, also totally unrehearsed,
1: and and I swear that we we will begin in one second. But I just want to point and say that in the last month, I sent uh, Melissa a note saying, if for some reason I mysteriously or get into some sort of accident and I pass away and I die, that you have to take over the show. Super super morbid thought, by the way. And she responds with like, "Are you okay? Like, (laughs) I did. Are you depressed?" And I was like, "He saying this because i want the show to continue i
0: I will absolutely continue the show
1: and so that is that so now we've wasted like 10 minutes of your time and we'll start with the first letter. So, uh, you know, here I'm going to press play, and you'll probably hear a real recording. Like we're going to, don't actually, you know don't even listen to what I'm about to say. I'm just going to press play. <laughs> I'm not going to over explain.
3: All I asked was for you to admit what you had done, to own up to what you did. It was not a mistake. It was intentional abuse. Your part in my pain was all of it. You hurt me. You sexualized me. You groomed me for you to abuse in whatever way you wanted. I know that you will never say it. That wouldn't benefit you. What I wanted was for my mother to know so that she could prevent you from hurting anyone else. A pedophile in a house full of children is never going to be a safe situation. And that is what you are, a pedophile and a narcissist. You only care about yourself and what benefits you in the moment. I never attacked you. I never threatened you. I have the messages and the recording to prove it. You clouded my judgment by gaslighting me with long lectures and hours of talking until I just agreed to whatever you said. Don't deny it. You do it with all of us. And when you have nothing to say, you put my mother and my brother up to the front lines to take away from the original issue. You emotionally and physically abused all of us. You beat my brothers, and when it suits you, you hit me. You threw things at us. You made us chase the van. You screamed and yelled, and when we wanted to tell someone, you made us out to be chronic liars or projected your own faults, such as manipulation, onto us. You once said that I was the common denominator in all of your problems, but you forgot you yourself are a denominator you didn't factor in because it's not just me. "'It's your daughter. It's my brother. "'It's anyone who doesn't do what you think they should. "'Are we all liars and manipulators? "'Are you afraid of us all? "'You called me a whore. You called me a bitch. "'You told other people that I was too. "'Don't bother to deny it. "'I don't care what you have to say anymore. "'Nothing you say means anything. "'You used to haunt my dreams. I'm sure you'll be glad to know. "'I had nightmares about you for years.' I was afraid of everyone around me because of you. You taught me to be afraid. You taught me to never tell anyone what was wrong. Otherwise, I would tear apart the family. You knew I didn't want that. But you can't manipulate me anymore. I see right through you. You are hollow. I am not weak anymore. I will not sit by while you talk about all the things I supposedly did to hurt you. You have no power over me. I could go on and on about all the things you did that hurt us, but I won't bother. You won't see it that way. In your eyes, you are always either the victim or the hero, never the villain. So unless you are going to be a man and own up to it, I don't see the point. I'm done with you. I used to want to make things right with you. I used to want to be your daughter. But now you are nothing to me. Nothing but the narcissist that is hurting my siblings and my mother the same way you hurt me. You will never be a part of my life. The only thing I really want to say to you is fuck you. Whoa. Whoa is yeah. right.
0: <sighs> <sighs> just, just twin thoughts over here, right? Yeah. It, feels...
1: it, it, it at the right at the end. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I got. Yeah. Like real goosebumps.
0: So that's an actual criminal narcissist right yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Kinda. Like we, I think we yeah. both have like tears in our eyes.
0: Yeah. That was pretty scary stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, and to the person who sent that in, I just want to thank you. Um, very difficult to do. And to open up to us and our listeners. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank you for being brave and sharing your experience uh, with us. And hopefully for others out there who are listening, who are in that situation, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there are many. Yeah. Um, to, you know, know that you're not alone.
0: And I'm glad she is in a place where she's no contact with this person. Yeah. Cause well, it sounds like at least
1: I hadn't heard that since like, this was the first recording that I ever got. So I haven't heard, I didn't listen to this all the way through before we started. Today. Oh really? I haven't heard this in three months. So I forgot how yeah, it it's ended. Pretty,
0: it's pretty uh, impactful.
1: Yeah. It's very impactful. Okay. Um, I got all quiet. It's, uh, where are we here? I'm gonna pop up the next one and it is, hold on this one second. Yeah, here we go. So this one is a, not technically a letter, it's just someone kind of telling their story. It's about 10 minutes long. It's been done in two parts. I'll probably stitch it together so it sounds seamless. It might be less than 10 minutes when we get to it. Um, And we'll just uh, go from there. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. I I played this for someone downstairs at the coffee shop and um, that person turned to, like I put their head to, what are you listening to? So I put the headphones on them. They're like, oh, I really like this person.
0: really yeah so
1: so here we go are you ready letter kind of two really just a story
4: i am following my inner spirit and being to reach out i've been on a path of healing and i am a codependent really worked on it a lot this year and i got i had i'm just gonna go right in dude I'm so thankful I found your podcast. I'm listening to it. It's not triggering. Some of the stories are like, that's not what I'm doing, but it is, but it's not, but it is, but I'm not because I'm dealing with a covert narcissist and perhaps I don't, I mean, always had anger issues, knew that. We used to have fun. It used to be great. And we've been together for a really long time. I know I've definitely had my own issues, gang raped issues, this, just recently realized that my mom, like i Blocked a bunch of shit. I remember from my childhood with her. Love her. She's a good person, but she is bipolar and/or also a narcissist and fundamentalist Christian, which is fine. Go, God. You know, I'm all good with that. I'm, I'm a yoga teacher and a spiritual, spiritual person, so I get it. And I've always been able to help others, but never really myself. But then again, I also am one of the strongest people I've ever met, and I really do mean that. I think we live in a world now where
0: everyone's an empath, everyone's
4: wearing crystals, everyone's doing these things, and it's like a watered down version of what is. I also want to quickly say that I've been helping people like my whole life, whatever people leave or not, whatever, this is not a martyr thing, but I've been called a martyr a lot. And now I understand why, but I was just always that person. People came to, I was in kindergarten and talked to someone about suicide and rape, molestation. My mom heard me on the phone and said, how do you know to say these things? And I said, I don't know. I'm just listening because I'm listening audience, whatever you want to call It doesn't matter. So, I'm on this healing journey. I'm feeling good. I'm actually walking right now and (laughs) working out my leg. I had two surgeries this year. So I've been in a state where I actually literally had to slow down and stop. Anyhow, back to this task at hand and finding you. My inner being is really leading me and it's leading me to self-love. I was on this narcissistic path and hunt maybe a couple years ago, but I was so wound up not knowing what's going on because I really think my husband had changed and he would just, I mean, whatever, all the things, you know what it is, but it was ridiculous. And I didn't love myself enough to see it. And I thought there's no way because I'm still living this like fantasy honeymoon phase in my mind, bending over backwards. I knew I had a low point when at one point I yelled out, you're not listening to me. Just do 5%. If you could just do 5% instead of two, I'll be okay with that. And I like had an out-of-body experience thinking, fuck, I'm fucked. This is fucked. I'm fucked. This is fucked. And of course he took that. I started crying. He actually was there for me and consoling, but it was fake, 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 fake. And the 60 minute mark hit. This is like years of trauma. And He just got up and walked away and said, Are you kidding me? And he's just like, Well, I have to fucking listen to you forever. And I realized in that moment that this is a problem. Of course, he threw a tantrum, made it about him. I ended up driving him to the hospital, waiting in the parking lot. And of course, he never went to Al Anon or anything like that again. That was probably a year and a half or two years ago. Been dealing with this for about four or five years. He's always had anger issue, but. But we had fun. Like I I personally think genuine fun. I didn't realize what was happening was what people talk about being the um, honeymoon, not honeymoon phase, but where like, like they, they, they show their real face, the wolf in sheep's clothing. And I was seeing it. That's what's been happening for five years. Anyway, there's so much to this story. And I thought, I know you're, I saw and heard that you're like, we have too many people, so it's totally fine, but I want to get this out for whatever reason. I'm saying that. I'm really healing, and it is possible, and it's podcasts like this that help, but I probably wouldn't have been ready for this at the time. But I've got to say I was in that car accident, and he just was just a jerk. It became clear through that there was no compassion, no kindness, just about how much I sucked, and it was getting yelled at on a pretty regular basis. And it happened on vacation. It was great. We're going to renew our vows. And it's like, I was like, this is stupid. And I was just trying to get by. I ended up hurting myself in Costa Rica, which I don't find any accident. And I have been unable to walk for about six months, no help, nothing, didn't even live here at the time. And I ended up going to my parents, which is a whole nother plethora of things, but whatever worked it out better, healing, it's healing. These are all opportunities for healing. But I've got to say that it's been better. I'm a person who practices law of attraction and loving and joy and forgiveness. And I'm also a coach and a teacher and I have a lot of other friends who've been going through this. It's part of the world. We're healing. But I've got to say that yesterday marked the year anniversary of this. And I know I could have died. My friends know I could have died. We went out to eat. I was like, hey, let's go get food. And we did. I know we're not going to talk. I know he's not going to apologize. But I will say this. He yelled at me the whole way home. I don't know why or what. He just misunderstood something. You know, the way Narcs do thought I was talking shit. I was actually trying to share love and how happy I am because I am. And I've also learned that I can be happy in my own life, my own personal life, what I'm doing and proud of myself and that I don't need the validation of others. That is a big one, as you know. And he just can't stand it. And he yelled, I was afraid to cry because he's yelled at me numerous times and said, don't cry. But I I wasn't afraid to cry. I just thought I was crying because I was happy that I was in this place that didn't matter. And also I'm not, fuck you. You know, I'm not not fuck you, but you know, like I'm gonna do whatever I want. And I cried a little bit, but it was more happiness, and then also just like a release. Like I don't deserve this. And of course, he freaked out, and that was that. I had a great call with my friend. It led to a different series of events. He called me right away. He's like, "Oh man, but it's so great to have one person that can be your anchor to help you with reality." Because I realized he's been gaslighting me for a long time, and I didn't realize it because I'm just so nice or so kind or whatever. But That's what I faced by myself this year, by myself, not walking, not having food, not having a job, not being able to leave, not having a car, not doing shit, literally a prisoner. And I'm walking right now, dude. (laughs) I mean, wow. Anyway, I'm just really proud of myself. So Anyway, I say all this because I really appreciate your podcast and I look forward to listening more and I'm just really inspired by it and to know that I'm not alone and whatever all this is. I'm going to listen to one, so I'll listen to more, but just want to say thank you because I kind of, as things have been getting better, not really better, I kind of got comfortable and I slipped into forgetting that I thought things were good. I know they're not. I'm walking. on am sales. I can't talk to him about anything. I can't talk about how happy I am that I'm walking. Uh, he expects me to do dishes and clean. It's like, dude, I'm I've been limping for three days. It's up and down. Healing is up and down, right? I was in a wheelchair, for God's sakes, for a long time. All these things. Whatever. Not excuses. Just saying. I realized I could feel myself doing these things, so now I'm looking at a messy house. I don't give a shit. I'm, I can get yelled at. I don't care. I found the love within myself to remember and know that I am good. I have so many fans and people that love me and care for me, that know my energy, and he says it's all bullshit. I just realized I don't believe him anymore. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, it's okay. And as I'm coming to terms with this and spirit is talking to me and I'm singing these songs, and I'm telling myself I'm okay because I really am okay. Cause bitch last year I was not okay. I was a mess. I was such a mess. And I'm going to share this with you. I was such a mess that last year when I was hobbling out on crutches, cause I couldn't walk and I couldn't walk again for almost six months, um, that he threw a tantrum and said, if you walk out that door to go have surgery, that you're leaving our marriage, it's all on you and you're a bitch. And, I guess I kind of blocked that because I had to live here right now and do these things. But I wanted to say, like, talk about a narc, dude. You ever want another story that's crazy, which I'm sure you have many. Um, I'd be willing to do that. Not right now, obviously. But I just wanted to reach out and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I have learned more in this past year than I've learned in a long time. And I'm also really fast at learning. But it, it takes being honest to get there. And I just want to say I appreciate it. And I'm just, you know, mix that with the law of attraction or art of allowing. It is a completely magical gift and it's made me stronger and better in every way. So I just wanted to say, man, thanks for all your work, man. Dude, thank you so much. And I appreciate it. And I'm going to get back to physical therapy. But I just want to say thank you and, man, much love. Seriously, much love. And I followed an on Instagram. Okay, bye-bye. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that person is intense, but I love it.
1: So thank you. Thank you for all your love. Yeah. And it was like a stream of consciousness. It
0: was. It was very energetic. And I think I understood her main point, you know, that she was able to sort of rise above it all. But while still being in it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to edit because it was two recordings. So you might... You, who, you people who are listening <laughs> i'm bringing it all back you people who are listening might hear the tightened up version of what melissa and i just heard you think i should do a tightened up version
0: like edit parts of it
1: well just because there's a the overlapping yeah. once it goes over yeah. and to streamline it together
0: makes sense all
1: right Hope everyone else like that. It was infectious energy.
0: Yes. Infectious. It, and,
1: you know, part of this episode is like, you don't want to have, you know, you have certain, you have to kind of, uh, have a rhythm of different types of letters as they yes. go forward. I say that now, but I'm sure I'm about to screw it up. Yeah. Right the now. next four are just going to be so <laughs> depressing. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to do, what do we else got here? Is this a letter? Yeah, here's a letter. Are you ready? Let's go. You are you ready for this one? Okay.
5: I've been in a relationship with a narcissist for the past 20 years, and I feel like I've been through this so many times. I should be so numb. But after... All this time, I've still gone back for more, and tonight I sat through my own tears and wrote myself an email journaling to myself, so maybe if I read my words, I'll start to believe it. Here's my email. You are enough. You are worth it. You are beautiful, strong, and opinionated. This does not make you a bitch. You are none of those nasty names you were called. You know you deserve better, so much better. If not from him, at least from yourself, you know this. Somewhere along the way you forgot, he made you forget. But you matter. You are better than every woman he ever made you jealous of. You gave him more chances than he deserved. Take back your power, you know you can do it. You need to remember how strong you are. You are the strongest person anyone knows. Why won't you believe it? Have the confidence you believe yourself to have. If you met this version of him 20 years ago, you wouldn't think twice about losing him. He's good at convincing you you are small, worthless, ugly, a cunt, a bitch. You're manipulative, you're twisting, you're angry, you're mad. But ask yourself, why are you mad? Mad you believed his lies, his stories, his excuses? He was always good at those, never good at loving you, even at his best. You always knew you needed more. You deserved more. You have a good heart. You are giving, loyal, more loyal than he deserves. He did you wrong, so wrong you would have never done anything like that to him. He did it behind your back, and he also did it right in front of your face. Why do you love him? Why? 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 I wish this was easy. I really hate him right now. Like, I really hate him. Don't you dare make you feel like you're going to do me any favors. Fuck you. Fuck you. You are small. You are a coward. You are a liar, a cheater, a scammer. You got me. Good job. You must be so proud of yourself. Is this all part of your master plan? If you shit on me one last time so you can have the last jab, I really want to trust my partner in life be loved unconditionally. Read that word again, unconditionally. Be valued, respected, wanted. I deserve these things. It's not too much to ask. I wish I didn't love him. Why do I? I really believed his story. I wanted the fairy tale, but it wasn't reality. And I'm lonely and empty yet again, just what I expected from him. I just want you to know that your podcast has really been helping me find myself and find strength to get through this troubling time because I really feel like this is an end of an era where my coping mechanisms really aren't suiting me anymore. I can no longer be a gray rock. I can no longer play his game. I can no longer fight against him. I'm just tired and exhausted. And I thank you for your podcast because it's really saving me right now.
1: So <sighs> now I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Man, that um, was... So that was you know how before we began the podcast, I said there was one where I couldn't find the there was a specific letter that I couldn't find. Remember that?
0: Did you say that? I
1: said that before we even began. Well oh, that yes, that, yes, that yes, was yes. that was that was the one.
0: Right. You did say that.
1: So, so I it. I it was probably around 11:30 at night something like that. I was in bed, and when I say I was in bed, I was on my couch. <laughs> and working
0: on the podcast.
1: I was, and then I got an email, and the email said that I had a voice message. So, I was like, should I listen to it right now? I should, I, you know, I shouldn't not look at my screen anymore mm-hmm. and, and go to bed. So, this was the email, and I, and, I, and I put it on the voicemail. So I'm sitting there under covers, and I had the computer on my lap, and i kind of sitting up. And I started to cry. Like, I really started to cry. It was like, you know, I wasn't, I didn't expect that, you know, she lived, she's been dealing with a lot, and then to hear as well.
0: Yeah, you can really hear it in her voice. Yeah the anger and just the exhaustion
1: the exhaustion yeah mhm it, it was at that point i was i was i said to myself oh i want people to i want more people to send in 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 letters when i heard hers in the sense of it to me it was really powerful um and hearing her emotion was what I want other people to feel, to feel strong enough to even if they can't be on the show, that they have this little sliver of five minutes or whatever to, to let it out and let others feel what they're feeling. Because when we did the, and we will read our own letters this episode, but, or other people's letters, but when someone reads the letter,
0: in, their own, th- in voice. Their, their own voice. Yeah, well not only that but that was a letter within a letter because it was a conversation with herself. Yes. So that's even more powerful because you realize that she she knows, right? Yeah. And we all probably do know to some extent.
1: And when you hear the actual long form episodes we do where someone's telling their story and there's emotional parts within the story, but with done within that like small confines of the letter where it's all going to be this very visceral Mm -hmm. experience and really powerful. And when I heard that, I was like, when we play this new episode and people hear the power of, of people telling their own little compact stories. Yeah. Maybe we can start doing more. People will start sending in yeah. episodes because we didn't get as many uh, voice recordings that I thought I would in this time. But hopefully, this episode, in like for people, um,
0: be a good reminder. A good reminder
1: like this is powerful for people yeah. to hear, and yeah. it's a way to be part of the show and be part of the community. Yes, uh, in a, in uh a easier, quicker, uh, digestible.
0: Yeah, and and it's super relatable, you know? Like, it makes people get to know you so quick and get to know your situation. Take something from it, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: So should we do a... We read one right now and then we'll go back to... Okay, so... All right, let me get this up here for for one for you to read. And... I'm not gonna make you read a poem because poems are hard when they're not yours because you don't know the rhythm of the poem. Very true. So here you go. This one I found on Quora, and it starts off there. Dear narcissist, go for that read. Okay, and you can and you can scroll down. Uh, um, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for you.
0: Okay, here we go, you people. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Dear narcissist, I bet you either think I hate you, as you've given me more than ample reason to do so, or still in some way love you, quote-unquote, because after all, I tolerated your bullshit for years when I know, knew better. But as it stands, neither of those are the case. So what is it then? How do I really feel? Happy, just genuinely happy, and I'll tell you why. I'm happy for all the lies, the pain, the torture, the deceit, the foul-mouthed vulgarity, and the never-ending cascade of verbal abuse I took for years. I'm happy for all the times your rage got the better of you and your mask fell to the floor as you physically lashed out at me. I'm happy for all the times you told me how crazy your exes were when they called you out for being an abusive asshat. I'm happy about all of that and so, so much more because if it wasn't for all that, most not even listed here, I would have never done what I needed to do for myself. I would have never learned to appreciate myself. I would have never overcome the mountains of insecurities about myself that I once carried and I certainly never would have learned to love myself, flaws and all so that I'd know when I was receiving actual love from another person instead of the imitation bullshit you passed off as love for so many years. I'm happy that you are the immense piece of shit that you are, and I'm happy for the fact that you will never change and will always be the rage and hatred-filled bag of useless flesh you've always been, the one that will never know or truly feel what I can. Genuine happiness and real love. But most of all, I'm just happy you are gone. Woo!
1: The best part that was a great one. The best part of that letter is one, you read it. And two, I got to watch you read it. And watching <laughs> you like nodding along with it being like, Yes.
0: Specifically asshat. You, that was, you, I like that. Yeah, one.
1: And when you said the word ass hat, you were like, you should have seen your you should have seen your <laughs> nod. You were like, Yes, yes, this person yes
0: yeah they bang on yeah yeah i really relate to the
1: you're like i want to hang out with this person <laughs> yeah Can and we're we gonna be go see friends? you're gonna be best friends we'll go see joan jet and the Blackhearts. Oh <laughs> <laughs> i've dated myself with that comment the joan jet and the Blackhearts. <laughs> um, sure did. yeah i did oh do you like the black crows they're they're reuniting
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know the Black
1: Rose. Oh, yeah. Tickets are on sale. I'm going. Nice. So you read one.
0: Yes. Now it's your turn. So
1: I'm going... I'm not going to read someone else's. I'm going to read one of my poems that I put on Instagram because it's easier. And sometimes people who listen to the podcast don't read the Instagram. So, you know, not all of my poems are from my perspective. Sometimes I write poems from reading people's uh, letters to me or experiences or people that have actually been on the podcast. So I think I'm pretty good at walking kind of in someone else's shoes and Mm -hmm. and doing my best. And I love rhyming poems. I don't think I'm really a prose kind of guy. Would you call me a prose kind of guy? (laughs) No,
0: you're definitely a rhymer.
1: My, my prose would probably be so bad. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Do you want me to read more than one? I was going
0: to say you should probably read more than one because they're usually very short. Yeah,
1: they're usually very short. So let yeah. me let me uh, read
0: a few. Okay,
1: here we go. I called this one. Are you ready? Sowing the seeds of doubt. Hopefully, I read my own uh, cadence <laughs> properly because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> sticks and stones may break your bones but names will never hurt you was a narcissist's invented lie to continue their mental coup so they could rob you of your self-esteem and everything that you're worth to sow the seeds of doubt in you while they scorch your god's green earth and when you finally did stand up to their unwanted abusive advances, they created another slogan to use, everyone deserves their second chances. So you stuck around a little longer, even though you knew to run, documenting to prove to yourself that you're not the crazy one. Now you're in the aftermath, wondering what was fake or real, as you unpack the trauma they caused, looking inward for your path to heal.
0: Damn. Did you like that? Yeah.
1: Not prose.
0: (laughs) No, but it's really good.
1: Should I make a book?
0: Yes, do it. (laughs) Why not?
1: All right, here's a short one. Moving forward. Sometimes I wish I never met you. Sometimes I wish it again. Sometimes I wish it a third time. Are you listening, Jesus? Amen. But the truth is, you unfortunately did happen, and there's nothing my mind can do except learn from the mistakes I did make and rewire my brain anew. Am I the Dr. Seuss of uh, narcissist poetry? It is
0: very um, succinct, and like I like your the imagery you project with your words, specifically the Jesus stuff.
1: Uh, one or two more. Two more. Two more. Let's see what I got. Just one more, actually. I'm having a terrible time. (laughs) 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 All right. This one I titled Shell Shock, which, you know, is kind of like it's, it's a war thing PTSD. PTSD. You don't understand the war I've been through, it was like the Vietnam of emotional abuse. And now I get caught in a thousand yard stare reliving the pain on a bus unaware of my surroundings at times when the flashbacks creep up. I have no way to stop them and I can't get unstuck. I say to my therapist with tears in my eyes, it wasn't your fault. She says that you fell for his lies. My cadence was pretty off there.
0: No, no, it was was okay.
1: So in a weird way, when I read those, Because I was a fan of uh, a show growing up called The Hilarious House of Frightenstein. (laughs) I'm going somewhere with this. (laughs) And at the beginning of every episode, the host was Vincent Price. Oh. And Vincent Price did these rhymes. And this was kind of his cadence. And I've always been a Vincent Price fan. He's cool.
0: That's the vampire guy, right?
1: Uh, no vincent that's bella lugosi vincent price was in the original fly the black and white version the house on haunted hill the original one right uh actor
0: or director
1: actor his last movie he was in he played the creator of edward scissorhands and edward scissorhands
0: oh that sounds interesting
1: yeah and just so you know the hilarious house of frightenstein was made in hamilton
0: no yeah
1: it was made in Hamilton at CHCH-TV.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. For anyone out there listening...
0: <laughs> Hamilton man. is the armpit of Ontario. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> is where you are from. Yes. Are you going to read another one? You said two. Oh,
1: no. I, I did three. <laughs> I'd I read three there. But now we're going to get back to the actual um, voice mes- messages. Okay. And we got a couple more to go. And... Um, here we go. Are you ready? Ready. Uh, actually, uh, this one, I had to soup up the sound. So let me pop this thing up right here. Because the sound, was, the person recorded, was very quiet. And this morning, I actually had to go. Someone helped me figure out how to um, get the sound up on this sucker. But here we go.
2: The words I could never say, the letter I could never send. No matter how you've tried to paint me to others, I knew the truth. I know the damage that's been done, the broken mess that you have made over and over again in our own home. I cannot continue to suffer in silence, and I'm not going to be stuck in a cyclical drama that I do not create. Rather, I've tried to help you see. Yes, you do create it, and I'm tired of you telling me I have to allow you to be angry, enraged through the house or other places. Driving, customers' homes, restaurants, vacation, birthday, Christmas... Okay, well it's actually <clears throat> Anywhere and everywhere I've been threatened to be Driven off cliffs Threatened to be left I was literally left in a front yard of a home After a 90 mile per hour Rage on my birthday I've been physically And emotionally hijacked over and over I've been begged And cried I cried buckets for my husband to live And care rather than spew hate I deserve kindness, I would cry which My husband couldn't hear, and I'd cry louder. I'm tired of the way you bait and switch and keep me in a state of chaos and confusion. I refuse to own the treatment you deal out to me as if I am unworthy of any human decency. I know the truth. I won't have anyone ever gaslight me again. I hate that I even know what that word is. If you really wanted me, you would seek to own the truth and only speak it. I know you, but I know me even better. And I know where my heart is, and has been, and I've hidden way too long and been abused. And whether you want to admit it or not, is no longer important to me. What is, is that I'm no longer hiding this. I'm no longer afraid to talk about my rights as a human, to not have to endure the rages and shattered items, only to have you, Farmer, blow on my clothes and tell me that I created the anger that caused you to break everything around us, including your fragile wife. I know what I said and did. I know I am becoming damaged by chaos and lack of rights in my own home. And I disgust you as a cower in the corner and agreeably acknowledge with you as you devalue me. Nothing is sacred in your rage as you shatter my heart. And I'm unsafe and scared of you and your vileness. I'm told that I have to let you work through it as I increasingly just melt away. Your patriotic ego self feels justified and superior as it debates the liberals and snowflakes online hours you spend on there in your kingdom of social media your late night soapbox copy and pasted stories and rhetoric with those that dare challenge our rights fuel your fantasies of superiority meanwhile your own wife lives in a communist home where the husband dictator determines her value I was suffering a great injustice in our own home, but of course you made sure I was made aware I wasn't even welcome in our home. In the heat of it, I was reminded that leaving would be excruciatingly humiliating, and the pain would be intense, just depending on the posture that day. was told I am or will be the reason our business that, that I started and currently run would fail in any way. Your overeating, your current bowel spasms, or your lack of excitement and resulting angry outbursts can all be attributed to my inability to understand you or have respect as your wife for more times than I can even count. It's usually my tone and inflection. I can't be around your rage, but somehow I can feel it inside me as you scream through our home, following me from room to room like an intrusive virus, hunting and killing what good that I had in me, what originally made you fall for me, or so I thought. My heart and my head were at battle to help you see the pain that you inflict so you could be a better person. But in my battle, it was clearly reasoned that a better person would already know.
0: Wow, that was really well written.
1: It was not just well written. I I was holding the computer for Melissa to hear better. I wish I was writing down notes. Oh. Because there was... and I'm not saying that. I just like... Because there were so many things that were... We could just discuss. Like, yeah, we could discuss. Yeah,
0: there's a lot, a lot of, of lot of content in there.
1: Very well written. Very
0: well written. A
1: lot of really interesting well lines. Very yeah. visceral lines. Yeah. There was a whole thing in there about gaslighting. Um, I just the, the comment. I wish I never knew what gaslighting was, yeah. or something along those lines. And I yeah. was like, oh man.
0: Yeah, I feel like gaslighting something they should teach you in school or something. Like I didn't know what it was. Until too many years into
1: it. Well, I'm reading the book by, uh, the recent book by Dr. What's her name here? She's famous, except I can never remember her name. (laughs) I'm punching it up on my screen here. By uh, Dr. Romani uh, Darvasala. Uh, Don't you know who I am? And she talks about narcissism in the sense of, uh, it's like we're in this era of it being like drug addiction Like we should now just teach preventative stuff just like so to make people aware. Teach
0: signs to look out for, you know? And like, I hate to say it, but I mean, I think that women and girls might be a large percentage of the people that are getting ensnared in these, not to say that men are excluded. I'm not saying that. But I just mean, as a, I think it's just like, There's there's traps that you fall into really easily as a woman, just just, because you're just just based upon
1: the things that have been said to you your whole entire life while being raised. Yes, Yes.
0: and and just to be nice, and so it it might it might be worthwhile talking about how to just teach basic things, basic survival skills, right for how to detect certain things.
1: Yeah, like when I wrote the sticks and stones. Um, poem it was influenced by reading her book because she wrote a whole thing about uh, second chances in the beginning of her book i haven't finished the book yet i've been lazy but the whole thing about you know the language that we've been told our whole entire life is wrong you know yeah with a lot of these situations and it gives people uh, the opportunity to take advantage of other people based upon these very simple things yes. that we've always been told. People yes. deserve a second chance. to Yes, I remember break you mentioning
0: bones. that in one of the podcasts too. And, I think. and yeah.
1: so I'm not sure. Like I, I grew up, I'm a male. I don't know what the language was that was spoken to you, so I can't. I can't discuss. Yeah, that. that's
0: interesting. It's like there's a rhetoric, you know that that plays out in different social spaces when you're a girl you can be more critical of it depending on your upbringing, but like even myself having a mother that was very outspoken and quick to defend herself, strong and dependent. I I had no idea what gaslighting was. Like I'm sure my dad gaslit my mom though, like 100%, but I didn't know what it was. Right. So it's like interesting that, you don't even really know certain like, cl- like I think obvious things. But I also think we're living in an era where women are getting more um, aware of these things. It's painful to hear all these women with like the same story, of which I share, because it's like, what the fuck, man. You know, like, and you too. Like, I'm not saying I'm not excluding you. you're an honorary woman, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just
0: mean, like, I think
1: in my in former circles, um, like 10 years ago, when we were at a specific restaurant that we hung out at in the era, <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> you people don't, uh, there was. An era before you were hanging out there that I was in and it was, uh, everyone that worked there was, uh, a, a gay woman mm-hmm. and I was invited to amazing parties by, by all of them. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was deemed a lesbro. <laughs> That's what they called me. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, should I cut this part out? <laughs> no, that's pretty much exactly what I was saying. So, thank you
0: for clarifying.
1: <laughs>
0: no. Um, anyways, I went off on a tangent, so so we reel w- me back in. Okay, here. I'm reeling you back okay. in.
1: I'm doing the actual, <laughs> actually doing it with my hand, and we got one more, and then and then this episode would be over. I'm having a good time.
0: This is a great episode. I like these. I wish we just got voicemail after voicemail so we could do a do bunch more of more of these episodes yeah, yeah totally
1: I know. it's conversational we can talk about other little things yeah you know stuff that's kind of popping up in society yep and topical things you know we, you know we can you wanted your leftist podcast you always wanted to be on <laughs> here you go not like your boyfriend's favorite podcast oh, oh el chapo or what is that called
0: chapo trap house
1: is that is that a misogynistic podcast
0: no I don't think so. No? I don't think so. There's a, he, is, he's, he wouldn't... I don't think you could listen to it if it was.
1: Okay. Because there is an other podcast, which I hear is similar, but more on the bro side.
0: Yeah, there's women on it.
1: Okay. So oh, okay. I the, would the hope the other, that the, it's the, well balanced. Okay, because the other one that it gets compared to, I guess, is the gross-out frat boy version. Yeah, the bro, that would be terrible. Yeah, the bro version. Hey, bruh. Yeah. All right. Now... We'll get to the last letter. Are you ready? Let's do it. And also to every to that person who sent in that letter, thank you. Yes, I don't I don't know if you. I've been saying thank you to everyone, but thank you to everyone so far that has uh, sent in your your letter, your note. Yeah, uh, your we voicemail. hope
0: uh, our like levity in between note, like letters isn't an indication, yeah. yeah. We're obviously like very appreciative of these letters and I know it takes a lot to submit that. Yes. Right? Yeah. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank
1: you. So here's our last one. And here we go.
6: Today, I tell my story. I wrote this letter to express my feelings. Dear Mark, I have sent you so many texts over the last 24 hours. The text, not because I'm crazy, as you say, but because I'm hurt, confused, and with little understanding of me, you, and the situation. That first date we went on was comfort I hadn't had in a long time. With you, I decided no walls, no barriers, just an open heart, mind, and soul. You appeared to be that one, but I never saw it coming. I never thought, Me, the strong one, the opinionated one, could ever be silenced, silenced by love. You never loved me. You just wanted to control me. You stole my joy, my strength, my courage, my creativity, my opinions, and most importantly, my voice. And you enjoyed it. I don't know how this happened. Just one day I woke up knowing I was different, knowing I lost me in the relationship I was in with you. I was never good enough, and nothing I did was ever good enough. Every day I woke up, I carried out my day. I forgot to love myself. Because I loved you more. I proved myself, you, to you, my love and loyalty. Being with you was like walking on the eggshells. Six months in, I knew something wasn't right. And everything I did to prove my love and loyalty to you, you shut me down. You convinced me I created situations that didn't exist. You convinced me that I wasn't good enough for myself. You convinced me I wasn't lovable. But the entire time, those situations did exist. I sit here today Because I know I'm a wonderful person. I'm a beautiful person. Most importantly, from the inside out. I'm not crazy. But I am hurt. Because when I rebuild myself and I opened up that door, I opened up that door to you. Someone that I thought was nice, loving, and caring. And all time, you were a monster. Whenever we argued, it was my fault. You never took any accountability for anything you did. Any wrongdoings, it was always me. I trusted you. I loved you and I depended on your support to uplift me, protect me, and you threw me to the wolves, abandoned, hurt, lifeless. I haven't survived you, but I will. Sign Craigie's Devotion. Thank you for listening.
1: How are you feeling?
0: Oh, it's really... That shot straight to my
1: heart, that yeah. one.
0: <sighs> yeah. we have had
1: a few of the... Yeah. Who's?
0: Just a lot of what she said was so, like, succinctly said. It was like, oh, man, yes. Like, I totally... Feel you, you know? I wish I'd written some of it down.
1: I I close my eyes when I listen. And yeah, you just feel the pain. Yeah. In her voice.
0: And it takes you through the whole story, right? Of the initial... You know, here's this vivacious sound like amazing person and they take a chance on this other person and then it just breaks them down completely. It's like you hear that in her voice, you know? Yeah. It's pretty heartbreaking.
1: Well, you can feel the destruction.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like,
1: yeah. In that, She's at this, you know, this whole person has been broken and now is getting ready to build themselves back up.
0: Or, or, you know, seems like
1: like she's there.
0: I haven't survived you, but I will. You know, it's that's a really powerful line. (sighs) Yeah. Thank you to that person, yes. submission.
1: So that is our last one for the day and for this specific episode. And hopefully everyone who's listening will be inspired by everyone who sent in voicemails to send in more, because wouldn't it be great if we could just do this as its own separate podcast?
0: Yeah, every few podcasts we have one of these.
1: Or we have enough every week to do a weekly one. That would that be That would nice. be
0: super cool. Yeah. And and I hope no one is um thinking that they need it to be of a certain tone to be powerful. Mm-hmm. It can be funny. Yes. It can be the stream of consciousness, like we heard it can be what, like however you'd want it. Right. Yeah. That's the variety. The variety is like what makes makes it so interesting. So yeah, I mean, it could be, I don't know. I struggle with the good things that you remember and how fucked up that is. And we talked a little bit about that, about how, there's like good things that you remember.
1: Well, that's the toughest part for people to leave is because yeah. they remember the good things, obviously. And, you know, you can acknowledge that the good things were there. I remember when I was trying to get over everything and people who didn't understand the situation said, just be appreciative of the good times and don't think about the bad times. I'm like, you don't understand. The real times are fake. Yeah. (laughs) In the grand scheme of things, like that was like, I can't think of the real good times because they weren't real.
0: Yeah, no, I I get that.
1: And so I guess when you're trying to get over everything and and looking at it, when you think back at, when you have to think of, oh, these are the good times. And I guess when you're trying to leave and things like that, you know just you have to kind of remember like that isn't real that isn't real that's an act, i struggle that's
0: an with that i'll be honest i struggle with that i just i just want to believe that
1: the other person's a regular human being yeah
0: and like not even oh like they must have loved me it's not even that it's it's well we did connect on like with this one thing like not even on like a romantic level, just like person to person. It's like I, I don't want to believe that everything was – because then that would just make that person a psychopath, <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's it really depends. hard for me to wrap my head around that to think that – oh, but like okay, so say we were friends. Like does that mean that even like the the superficial like, you know – Going to cons like simple thing. Does that mean that like even those things were just a means to an end?
1: I look at it from my perspective and my experience as, in the end, that person was just getting their fix.
0: Yeah, you know, like everything. We, we, had, was- we had we had a
1: good time during it, but as far as.
0: They were getting high on their supply.
1: They were getting high on their supply,
0: and that it's, supply was you.
1: It's not to say that they didn't love me in that situation or care right. for me in that situation, but in, when it came down to it, it was about their need over
0: yeah. That's a that's, over mine. Yeah, no, that, that's that's to, a good way to look at it. I think that brings it back to like reality.
1: Yeah, like, and you know. I like to then look at myself and be like, if I wasn't, I'm not an eight ball of cocaine. I'm like 25 pounds. I'm worth like, uh, yeah. I'm like a $2 million load. <laughs> That's how I look at it. I'm priceless.
0: A priceless I'm, bag of drugs. <laughs> yeah, a
1: priceless bag of drugs. <laughs> Uh, anyway that that you know we end off the show talking about the thing we talk about the most drugs yeah that's not true <laughs> no we don't we talk about the we
0: talk about how drugs once made us into like these weird degenerates <laughs> together <laughs>
1: Yeah, well and that, now look at us. Yeah, this is that's why this us together is is very interesting.
0: Yes, because we've used this very table for nefarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, just no. I'm, I'm kidding. You know, just how um Not actually kidding. Our how our lives were then, and most people couldn't hang around other people who were in those situations. They have to kind of get new friends or whatever, but. We used each other to get clean in, that, yeah, in a sense. definitely. And that's kind of odd.
0: It is odd, I think. But maybe that's like the way of the future, you know? Maybe that's well, how it, people can be. Like I, they I, was, can... I was
1: a sponsor without being a sponsor. <laughs> you
0: definitely were a sponsor, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I had to be a good example. And I was for a while, but then I relapsed.
0: Yeah, but then I was kind of okay at that point, a little, maybe not. I don't even remember <laughs> at this point. This has so many moments, oh, so many ups and downs, but I would say like we're both doing good. I think we're both doing You're good You're definitely now. doing really good. I, <laughs> I could drink a little less, I'll be honest, everyone, but I'm so. doing way better than I was.
1: Oh, it's a night and day. Night and day. Night and day. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close.
0: Yeah, I mean like before I would come to your house and I would just be like, Brandon, like I, I can't I can't even walk down the street. Like I'm just so anxious and I don't know what I'm doing. And now I can uh, you know, walk down the street like a normal person and
1: Yeah. We both so there's can there's
0: that going for me. We
1: both can. Yeah. And I and the best thing, I don't feel like a shit bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a big one <laughs> you no know shit baggery
1: <laughs> like i'm i'm tired now because i didn't you know go to sleep at 10 i went to sleep at 11 <laughs>
5: yeah, in, yeah instead
1: of like i didn't go to sleep yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess that's the end of the show who knows hopefully, if i'll keep in that last part but maybe
0: hopefully we didn't bore you guys too much no you people
1: you people so on behalf we love you people <laughs> now i'm gonna say goodbye how about you sure all right so thank you to you people for listening <laughs> and from melissa and i i hope you have a great night
0: good night everyone
1: and that was our Letters to My Narcissist Volume 2. And thank you to Melissa for being part of it. Thank you to everyone who participated in this episode. And I hopefully we can have a lot more people participating in the future. And these episodes can happen uh, more often. Maybe it will become its own podcast. So if you want to be part of this, once again, go to NarcissistApocalypse.com. On the right-hand side, there is a button that says send voicemail. Click on that button, and it will record up to five minutes. Record once, twice, three times, as many times as you need. And we're going to accumulate these for volume three of this specific type of episode. And before I leave, one last thing, our Facebook group, if you want to be part of that, go to facebook.com slash group Narcissist Apocalypse to be part of our Facebook group because it's really hopping these days, and it's helping a lot of people. And that's it. The show is over. Be well, and bye for now.